tell you what's what. And what? What? What what? What what nothing? You said what first. I didn't say what first. You said and then what, and I said what? No, I said what what? You said what first. That was Presley, Clint's third niece, with another shark fact for us. Welcome to Purely Nostalgia, the podcast where we look at the movies that we liked as kids with our adult eyes, and we try to figure out if they were actually good or if we just thought they were. My name is Eli Shapsmith, and I am the greatest good you are ever going to get. And my name is Clint Jazzhands Page, and I am indeed what the French call laissez-compétent. And I am Joshua Alexander, and I'm new. Oh, Whoa. no, Josh, we didn't want to introduce you. That's fine. No, he just went right in there for the kill. I can respect that. No, I, respect I, that. I respect it so much. I actually think he should be a permanent part of the show now. The, the, the rig that we have set up right now to record this episode is so haphazard that we could not support this. Uh, yeah, the intimacy level that me and Clint have is just below him and his wife at this point. Just below. No wife talk. Okay? Fine. You both have wives. We don't know wives allowed in this episode. Yeah, you're right. I'm recording this episode uh, with my mic atop of my wife's Dave Ramsey book. So, you know, that that's the wife talk that I'm limited to right now. So let's go around and just everybody say how much debt we have in honor of okay. Dave Ramsey. Okay. Deal. You go yeah, first, Jaw. Uh, that's probably it's uh, two degrees worth at this point. So. Oh man. Okay. I I am calling him Jaw instead of Josh because um his name is Jaw Shuap Alexander. Mm-hmm. That's a very good joke that I came up with, and then he said the joke when he said his name, which is fine. That's what he's supposed to do. But I just wanted everyone to know that I came up with the joke. So. Good. <laughs> um, I am a. I believe I'm a green belt in in personal debt. Okay. So Josh is a second degree. I am a green belt in debt. Where are you? I think I'm um, water type. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Good. That's good. That's good to hear. So Um, Dave would be proud. Speaking of water, uh, we do have to issue an apology to our listeners because... This is true. We made a commitment to you guys... Um, that we have um, not followed through with. Clint, <laughs> speak on this. I am here to issue a mea culpa, which is Latin, I believe. Sure. Latin for my culpa. Um, <laughs> which, uh, you know, I have to issue this because we did promise that I would be recording every episode in Shark Month exclusively in my bathtub. Um, I have upheld that promise until fairly recently where I have dropped the ball. Um, I, I realize that this is on me, uh, but I would also like to throw blame on my wife who is not here. Um, I she, said no wives. Well, I'm throwing her under the bus, so this is allowed. Okay. This is also partly due to me because I, I believe that Clint did this to keep me from being tempted. Yes. And, I, and I respect my, my audio partner for that. That is, is fair. True. 
we we did discuss on if two people could fit in the bathtub, and uh, it, it was agreed that they cannot. Um, so yeah, I, I am not in the bathtub right now. My wife said, "Please, no more bathtub recording." <laughs> um, I I'm trying to sleep, um, but I still haven't figured out the logistics of why she can't sleep when you're in the bathtub. <laughs> Our bathroom is right next to our bedroom. Yeah, but... And I'm loud. Okay. And she's she's trying to asleep. And I don't want to wake her up. I would feel bad. And, um, yeah, so instead we are in my office right now. Very nice. Thank you. Say more things about my office, Josh. Uh, I did make note of your vinyl collection, um, particularly the John Bellion and the Panic at the Disco. And I'm confused about the orientation of the string instruments. From left to right, we have ukulele, guitar, and banjo. Are, are they arranged in a particular order? Um, like Pokemon. Oh, yep, there's the applause. <laughs> that was actually a total accident, but it kind of <laughs> works. Uh, they are arranged in order of evolving. You evolve. Um, I think we can agree banjo is above guitar. Of course. Um, so it goes ukulele, guitar, banjo. And so it's like the evolutionary track. That's fair. Stop talking about jokes that I can't see. Oh, man. look! Hey, Josh, look at this joke that I just wrote. <laughs> Wish Eli could see it. Um, yeah, well. Shut up. Anyway, Josh, um, we're glad you're here. People keep um, mentioning movies that we're about to cover on our podcast and and then we are forced to invite them on the show and that's how this <laughs> works but we were going to get you on here eventually because you are part of um the the <laughs> team that we perform with twice a month in the las vegas of southern appalachia twice, twice a, a month sorry twice that's e- twice 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 every two years y'all are going without me that's what i just heard is that i'm not invited to all of this twice every two years is how we perform no, or twi- once a year twice uh, twice a month is our podcast once a year is is how often we do we pretend to do funny improv mm-hmm. yeah josh but, uh, the the name the name of our group is called um my four dads and because there are four of us mm-hmm. there's yet to be the the final dad on uh purely nostalgia but maybe John, yeah i i am sweat daddy no andrew is sweat daddy you're elisha you're denim daddy um, yes after much dispute you are denim daddy <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i got a denim jacket and then you bought it you bought a <laughs> denim jacket like a few weeks later and we're like now i'm denim boy try to claim <laughs> that as your name um, I, I can't remember what I am. Josh, what are you? Which daddy are you? I was thick daddy, because okay. I'm always the one to get winded walking up the hill in Gallenberg. I believe I'm disabled daddy. That's I don't think that's what correct. it was. Uh, I'm something daddy. Something stupid. Um, but anyway, didn't you recently, Josh, say something to Clint about like, hey, if you guys ever um, do Shark Tale on your podcast, and then he was like, oh, we're doing it. Like, it's our next episode. Well, I <laughs> saw the... I s- I saw the advertisement in the window that y'all were doing Shark Month, and I thought, uh-huh. you know, there's one particular shark movie that comes to <laughs> mind, and I was curious if Not it was going to be touched on. And so I reached out to Clint and said, hey, are, are y'all going to be doing um, Shark Tale? And, um, and he said, yes, we are. And I said, cool. 
and I hung up the phone and went to bed that night hoping that I had planted a seed. And the next morning it sprouted with him asking me to be on the podcast. So that's called sales. (laughs) Said Josh, you want to be on play nostalgia? Josh brought up Shark Month, which it it is still Shark Month. This is our final episode of Shark Month, but we do have um, some other shark related news we have to discuss before we get going on our um, movie of this episode. Uh, there's another movie that we recently released a um, a commentary episode for. It's called The Adventures of true. Shark Boy and Lava Girl. And we accidentally made Robert Rodriguez decide to bring them back, we think. We are either a major prophet or a minor prophet. I can't keep up at this point. I think now we're in major prophet territory because we've made things happen a few times. I think so, yeah. Um, we're up there with Isaiah yeah. and Jeremiah. That's true. <laughs> Deep cut. Good one. Um, but yeah, we, we, we done we made it happen again, folks. Here we are. They are bringing back our mom and dad of our podcast. No, that would be Antonio Banderas and um, his wife. And his Amanda Bynes. No. Well, maybe. <laughs> um, but Sharkboy and Lava Girl are returning, not in a Sharkboy and Lava Girl movie, but in some superhero movie that Robert Rodriguez is making. Seems to be a kids movie in the style of Spy Kids and Sharkboy and Lava Girl, right? Mm-hmm. So I believe it's called We We Could We Can Be Heroes or We Could Be Heroes. Yeah, we yes. can be heroes. We could, but I was googling right now, um, trying to remember what it was, and I was about to say We Are Heroes, but it's not that. They're not heroes yet. We can be heroes. That's what it is. We can be. Yeah, they're just seeing their potential. They're not, you know, entirely dedicated to it. Mm-hmm. It it's probably gonna the movie ends with them deciding like we could be no, heroes. We, the movie ends with <laughs> them saying, "No, nah, we couldn't do it." <laughs> Pro- yeah, we probably can't. Um, but on our uh, nostalgia party, as we're calling them for Sharkboy and Lava Girl, I believe we talked about what would happen if Sharkboy and Lava Girl got together as adults right and that seems yes. to be what happens in this movie so that's yeah that's exciting um, they have procreated and i do believe we discussed when they're adults what their baby would be um and i, I was remember thinking this part i do and you you fervently kept saying no clint don't think about them in that way <laughs> okay um and i didn't but um, but we were someone like, did, and his name is Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get these two together. Um, and yeah, instead of making like some type of third party, you know, shark and lava equals mm, grass. Is that right? <laughs> that that maybe with the water and the lava, rock cools the lava. Yeah. I'm not sure. Rock I'm, girl. I'm worried about the anatomical implications of shark boy and lava girl that's true um we try not to get too blue here josh okay. but we'll let you take care of we'll let you take care of that one if you want to explain it to us I, I, you know it's a question for the mind only i think at this point <laughs> but we you know hopefully like what would they make you know like dragon girl because i think sharks are <laughs> dragon girl. yeah that kind of works yeah because fits yeah sharks are like teeth sharks, yeah sharks are teeth. sharks are teeth yeah and lava is apparently fire and light, um, and dragon is kind of the middle ground. But no, no, indeed, they are. They made Shark Lava Girl. That is true. I if I like... if I learned one thing from Shark Boy and Lava Girl is that lava is light. 
true. I feel like we're playing that game, like that Adobe Flash game, Alchemy, where you're like water, <laughs> fire, dragons. I think that's what. Yeah. That's basically how Robert Rodriguez determined what Shark Boy and Lava Girl are gonna do. That's true. Anyway, <laughs> Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Um, they're coming back. They're coming back, and we will definitely cover the movie on this podcast. Even if we yes. end the podcast before then, we will yeah. rise from the grave. And No, we're not <laughs> planning on ending the podcast before then. But but even if we did, because I don't know when this is coming out. Yeah, there's um, no release date at the time, I don't believe. Um, Do you know, Josh, is there a release date? With no, I think this is literally, he just said that this is the next movie he's going to do. Oh, uh, boy. Um, and he, he kind of, he's, so Comic-Con uh, this year is all from home and everyone's broadcasting it online. Because of the shark pandemic. Right. Mm. And Robert Rodriguez looks like he's doing it from a cave in Afghanistan. That's what his <laughs> background looked like. And so I don't know if this is like some method, like just hideaway thing and how he's writing this or he's been kicked out of the country for proposing this idea. But that's what, what it kind of looked like. He proposed it to the UN and they said, no, sir, not in our... League of Nations. What if they actually shoot the movie? Everyone shoots it from home, like that's, just on over Zoom. That's interesting. You know that they redid the Princess Bride that way fairly recently. Hmm. Is as redid the word to use for that as if like this is the the better product? No, <laughs> this is now well, the official <laughs> Princess Bride. They just did the Princess Bride and. Uh, he, uh, yeah, I think like John Hamm was the lead character. <laughs> yeah, I mean, knowing, uh, seeing Shark Boy and Lava Girl, I feel like he could whip up the movie in about <laughs> three or four hours. So yeah. I, it'll probably come out next week. But um, that's exciting. We can be heroes. That's the purely nostalgic guarantee. You'll get an episode on that. Um, and now I think it's time to talk about a little movie that was formerly known as Shark Slayer. But then Jeffrey Katzenberg was too worried that moms would not take their kids to see it. So they renamed it Shark Tale. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember the, the advertisements for that movie that, that were Shark, Shark Slayer at first? I don't know. No, no. Dude, th- this is, I mean, I do very little research academically, career-wise, and for this show. So this is all new to me. Shark yeah. Slayer was the original name. Is yeah, that, I remember this. At the time, as a kid, I remember seeing it advertised as Shark Slayer, and I was like, that sounds cool. And then I saw another trailer for it, and it was Shark Tale. And I was like, is that a different movie? No, hmm. it was the same movie. At Katzenberg, he made his Aladdin wealth and his Shrek wealth. <laughs> and now no more. No more shark, no more edgy movies for Katzenberg. Josh, when we bring someone on to talk about a specific movie that they requested to talk about, we kind of view them as the expert on not only that movie, but also the subject matter of that movie. This okay. is true. So you are our Shark Tale expert, as well as our Mafia Shark expert? Yeah, Mafia Shark like what, expert. What is the genre of this movie? It's like a, it's like a Mafia I, movie. See, that's what, that's what I kind of was... I was watching this movie, and as I was thinking about it, I was kind of like... You know, if we were to take away the fish puns and the CGI fish people, this would be a PG-13 crime thriller with Will Smith. That's that's really what it would be. And I was like, would this work as a live-action film? Ew. <laughs> a live-action shark tale. But yeah. it's obviously not without the fish people. Oh, okay, I see. But it would just be called... Guy, guy killer. <laughs> guy killer. 
man tail. Because, <laughs> like, if everyone's humans, what is what is his thing? He's known as, like, the shark slayer. He could... <laughs> he just kills guys. <laughs> the man killer is here. <laughs> Give him a penthouse. <laughs> he killed that man so hard. Uh, just be like Rudy Giuliani getting rid of the mafia. <laughs> you know, that's kind of the same thing, right? So, Josh, tell us about your personal experience with the film Shark Tale. So, so Shark Tale for me, I distinctly remember my grandmother would always take me to the movies on Saturdays, and we would go to the KFC buffet Whoa. <laughs> before every movie. Yes. And, and we would get some fried chicken, and then we would go to the movie and get um, popcorn as kind of like an after-chicken snack. Yes, and of course. So I Not remember, popcorn chicken. Yeah, we call that PCP, af- post-chicken popcorn. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was good. We took some PCP before recording this. Oh man, so. guys, I think that was the best joke I've ever done. <laughs> Give yourself a round of applause for that one, yeah. Alicia. Actually, this one feels earned. Good. All right, move on. Sorry. So, <laughs> and I remember that she took me to see this movie. And as a, as a, are we allowed to give like our first impressions? I don't know. I'm yeah, so, yeah, I'm so yeah, nervous. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So, so I remember that I adored this movie, mm. like as a kid. And I like thought it was so colorful. And I think that's what got my attention more than anything. I think it should be noted that I'm a little bit younger than both of you, <laughs> just by like, two or three years maybe that's true so at this time you were in the movies for the colors i was in the movies for the colors like at the time i was just like oh it's fish people not necessarily like organized crime is an issue (laughs) um and so uh i i remember really loving this movie and i remember when it came out on dvd it was a must-have for me and i watched it almost religiously like at least once a week um for for about a year like i i loved loved shark tale so would you estimation wise say that you've seen this movie close to a hundred times i would say close to a hundred i'd probably say at least close to a good because after that first year it kind of it kind of waned off so i would say close to at least 70 75 times so many (laughs) but at such a young age that i don't think i fully retained uh retained anything until my watching before this mm. before the one i did for this podcast so and then i watched that one and i was like this is a movie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool my personal experience with the film shark tale um i so I, I already mentioned that i remember seeing the trailers and and noticing when they changed the name of the movie and noting that something was up i think that was when i lost my innocence because i was <laughs> like i realized that uh marketing was a thing and that you know these movies were being genetically engineered for me yep. to you know eat them up and put money in mr katzenberg's pockets but i believe um, that was dave ramsey's call <laughs> yes but uh i remember seeing it in theaters i think my older brother was into it because will smith was into it and he was like really into will smith so my he w- favorite he- rapper <laughs> He no, he was into Will Smith as an actor, but my brother was six years older than me, so he would have at the time probably been around sixteen. So yeah, he would have been in like peak Will Smith phase of his life. So I mm. think even though this movie was aimed a little bit younger than him, he was super into it, and I was into it because it was an animated movie about fishies, and um, 
Yeah. All I can say is that that I saw it. I cannot remember my impressions of it at the time, but I have not seen it since then. And mm. uh, then I got finished watching it about three minutes before we started recording this podcast. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. I was actually worried I wasn't going to finish the movie in time. <laughs> Um, so my personal experience with this movie, I remember seeing it. I don't remember when. I don't remember who I was with. More than likely my grandmother. That's been kind of a theme here, just in general. I don't know. Is that a Southern boy thing where you go with your grandmother to I see think, movies? I, it's yeah, either, I did that too, you know, yeah. It's either talk about racism or go see a movie. So. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> a fair point. Um, but I, I remember seeing it. I, too, very clearly remember the um, trailers, but I can remember just one specific part of them just saying, like, Will Smith, Jack Black. And that just, like, stuck in my mind pretty hard because what I took away from that as a kid was, this is the duo. (laughs) 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 Apparently, this is a big deal that Will Smith and Jack Black are dusting off their old bits together. And coming into this movie hot, so that's that's what I really remember taking away from this movie was them, you know, really hamming up the fact that they got both Will Smith and Jack Black for 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 this one. So um, I don't think that I I don't believe I watched it a lot as a kid. I remember I'm about to say something that's really embarrassing here. Oh, well, somewhat embarrassing. Um, when I was in high school, I did this. It was a traveling youth choir. And the place that we performed were prisons. We, <laughs> shut up. I, Josh, Josh is laughing. Uh, but no, we performed in detention centers. And I've performed all the way from Rikers Island, New York, uh, to Angola down in Louisiana. Right and down to Azkaban. Right down <laughs> to Azkaban, correct. Um, and one song that we did was we did a death. I hate to say this. I hate that these words are coming out of my mouth right now. We did a dance routine oh, to the car wash song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> from this movie. I, I, I have to ask, what were you wearing while doing well, this dance routine? Well, we had routine? t-shirts, and then we had rags. Oh, okay. <laughs> and we had these blue rags that we just did this routine, this like very simple routine, and we performed this in front of murderers. And... <laughs> people that did heinous things and they had to sit there and watch us and then we're like so do you feel like accepting jesus into your heart did they get years off after watching yeah something but i can remember very clearly in one instance we like threw the rags up in the air at the end and these were blue rags and we had to send like a screening tape to of us doing all of our stuff to the warden beforehand and the warden was like, everything's good. Just don't throw up those blue rags because it will start a riot. <laughs> and we're like, okay, we'll cut that part out. Um, but when I was watching this, the car wash anthem started playing. And I like, I, I, I shuddered. I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot. I forgot that this is where this came from. I hate this so much right now. I have a question. Was this the movie that introduced all of us to Martin Scorsese? yes i remember the first time that i saw a martin scorsese like uh film like advertised for something that he directed i literally like something in my mind because i had watched shark tale so much as a kid (laughs) that i've memorized like that end like scrawl of credits where they would show the picture i was like 
that's the pufferfish from Shark Tale. I'm glad to see Sykes is really taken off in Hollywood. Sykes. Sykes is a great that, character. That's so bizarre that he is like such a major character in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I didn't though. remember him being quite that much of a main character. He's like he's like the third lead maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would say so. Like the third male lead at least. Yeah. I wanted to highlight one comment that my I'm sorry, my wife made while watching my wife watched this movie Wait, with say me. It like, say it like Borat. <laughs> I've never seen Borat. My wife. My wife. <laughs> um and uh <laughs> and she acknowledged she was like, Wait, is that the guy that talked a lot of crap about the Marvel movies? And I said, Yeah, and she goes, He plays a CGI puffer fish. <laughs> Yeah, so this was cinema because he was in it. So, because he he is the arbiter of what is cinema and what is not. So, that's a fair point. Um, You are correct. So, Shark Tale is cinema, which is hard for me because (laughs) I didn't like this movie, guys. (laughs) Okay, so are we jumping right into the ratings here? I think it's first impressions time. Um, You want to kick us off, I guess? You're already in there. Um, I'm giving this one a two out of (laughs) ten. Mm. Okay, Josh just raised his eyebrows. I think he's nervous. <laughs> I hope you gave it a nine. I'm, so I'm gonna happy. let him go. I'm gonna let him go last. <laughs> he is so nervous right now. <laughs> okay, I I gave it a four out of ten. Okay, fair. Uh, Wait, Josh, Josh you before to- you say it, you abs- <laughs> you are not allowed to change your answer. From what you were gonna say coming in, okay, that that's fair. Okay, it's it's gonna be super high. I can already tell you. I'm I'm shooting for six point five seven range for me for me really. That's Wait, fine. So I'm not. That's fine. So you gave it a six? Yeah, six six point five. Okay, okay. I think that that is reasonable. I was yeah. I was a little I was kind of hoping because I like destruction. And I'm a little bit of an anarchist. Um. But I was hoping that Josh would say, like, I, th- I thought it was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was hoping I went, to. I was watching it, and I, and I was like, what? Because I know that this was part of, I got the email ahead of time. I knew what uh-huh. this is, was part of the show. But I knew that I would have to give it a one uh, scale out of 10. And I was like, what would I give this? And I was like, I've enjoyed other kids' movies besides this. Josh, I have s- defended some heinous movies on this <laughs> podcast. Name one. Oh, what a what! I've actually got my my like letterbox ranking pulled up now. I guess like I don't know. Maybe my opinions are actually pretty smart and good. Um, you did like Shark Boy and Lava Girl a lot when you first watched it. Yeah, it's pretty low on my ranking though. I think I went pretty hard for Spike Kids too, which is like objectively not a great movie, but you know. Right. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End. I remember you blaspheming and me being like no actually this is very good and you're wrong um, that's true i did not like that one just just all that to say josh your your opinions are welcome and i want you to convince me to like this movie more well um, i wouldn't say that i didn't love it but i i did i i think there are things that i liked more than this movie yeah that's fair so it's not the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> no, no. It's not it's cinema, but not the greatest movie of oh, all so time. Oh, so it is cinema. <laughs> it is cinema. Okay. Well, glad we it decided that. Well, we, we don't get to decide if it's cinema or not, because Martin Scorsese is in it, so it is cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, Clint, 
do us the honors of giving us a 10,000-foot view so we can talk about this movie in full. Okay, sure. So um, there's What are you guy. doing? What are you doing? Oh, oh I am... <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to like sit back and see if you did it again. I, yeah, I, 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 was testing I, I flubbed you. again. I flubbed again, I'm, and I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, how are we getting up to 10,000 feet? Will Smith is grabbing my fin and throwing me around <laughs> in, a, in a circle. And is, has thrown me up in the air. Is that passable? <sighs> That's pretty stupid, but I think that might be the best we can get from this movie. So it's fair fine. enough. Um, so ten thousand foot view of this movie. There's this guy. His name is Oscar, and he's a fish, voiced by Will Smith. Mm-hmm. And he's just down in the dumps working at the car wash, baby. And he he wants to be a somebody. And everyone everyone knows that you have to have money to be a somebody. Or you have to kill someone <laughs> to be a somebody. Right. And um, once you know, he's in debt to the sharks, which is a good pun, of course. Um, and the sharks are basically the gangsters here. And he, how is Oscar going to get out of his financial woes? And be a somebody, he's gonna pretend to kill a shark. Uh, the shark is voiced by uh, Jack Black, who is a uh, a vegan. <laughs> he's a vegan shark um, or vegetarian. Vegetarian. I'm not, I'm not he sure. He classified as a vegetarian. So he eats eggs. Sure. Okay. <laughs> don't don't um, skip over why he decides to fake kill a shark though, because there's a traumatic scene that leads to that. Oh right. So he's being tortured by Ziggy Marley, and. <laughs> um, uh, Lenny is being taught by his brother, this is how you murder. And when Lenny is like pretending to murder Oscar, um, he's like, swim away. And then Lenny's brother, what's his name? What's Lenny's brother's name? Um, Frankie. Uh, Frankie. Frankie, a good Italian name. Um, is like, no, this is how you kill. And he started chasing after Oscar. And then Deus Ex Anchor <laughs> fell, <laughs> fell down. And killed Lenny very bad. Not and it's Lenny. like played sorry, for laughs. <laughs> yes, he kills Frankie very bad. And um, I said Lenny earlier, another Mia culpa. Now, you know, Frankie has died, and Oscar's <laughs> like, I did it. I, I killed him. And, well, the jellyfish think that Oscar killed him. And so he just kind of ran with it. And now he's having to pretend to kill Lenny so Lenny can pretend to be a dolphin now <laughs> and live his life away from his family. And then once you know, it all kind of falls apart. And Robert De Niro uh, tries to murder Oscar as well. And then they're just like, nah, we're good <laughs> at the end of it. <laughs> and um, everything kind of turns out fine. And that's it, right? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that yeah, good. Robert good De Niro up. learns to love his son and um and Will Smith becomes a manager of the car <laughs> or no, a co-owner of the car wash with yeah. pimp Sykes. Yes, yes, Sykes is now a pimp um, at this point. Yes. Uh, and uh, he he loves the pink fish now instead of the red fish. <laughs> so. Yes, he loves Renée Zellweger uh-huh. instead of Angelina, Angelina Jolie. Yes. Yeah, who is not in the movie very much, Angelina Jolie. Yeah, um, who gives uh, an, an interesting performance. Can we just start by talking about Angelina Jolie in this movie? Because go ahead. <laughs> okay, one as the, as the non-married boy, you take this one. 
Well, okay, yes, she looks exactly like Angelina Jolie as a fish. Her name is Lola, which, like, of course, because... Lola Bunny. It's Lola Bunny, but as a fish. Uh-huh. Right down to, like, she's only in this movie for Will Smith to be in love with, and she's only, like, on screen for, like, a total of a minute, maybe, I feel like. Yeah, she's, like, she's not, not on in it that much. I remembered her being, like, in League with the Sharks or something like that, but she's not. Just after he, like, breaks up with her or whatever, because they kissed once, so now they're dating. And <laughs> yeah, that's true. She's uh, just a spurned lover. Yeah, she's know? just gone after that. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I didn't need her character at all. Well, and then, need I don't know if you stayed enough for this movie, but at the end, what's the crab's name? Who was my oh, favorite character? God, Crazy Joe. Crazy, Crazy Joe, Joe, the hermit crab, who is my favorite character. Um, she shows up at the end of the movie in Will Smith in Oscar's apartment and is like, "I'm sorry, Oscar, I shouldn't have done this. Do you forgive me?" And then the lights flip on. It's Crazy Joe, and he's like, "I'm here for some smooches." And then the screen goes black. Wait, so, what? what yeah, so what's the implication that she is dating that, Crazy Joe now? No, well, that she came back to apologize to Will Smith, and I guess Crazy Joe okay. murders her. <laughs> Wait, that's that actually happens. Look it up. Out of all of my seventy watches of Shark Tale, I don't think I <laughs> made it post, past. It's post credit. Post credit. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I I was like putting up dishes while and it was still running, and then she like comes into his apartment, and he's like, "Give me some sugar," and then she there's like not a screen, but the screen just goes black. <laughs> Oh. And it's not good, guys. I'm here to say that's not good. Not good. Um, yeah, I, I mean, while we're talking about all of the actors in this movie, why don't we just kind of run down the list? Um, it is packed. What do y'all think about Will Smith? Is he good? No. Yeah. I think, oh, no. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I agree with Clint. Yeah, he's he's not great. I mean, he's um, just Will Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's just doing his thing. Mm-hmm. He, he's just uh yeah he's, he's will smithing it like I, to a very high degree i don't think his performance is that bad but i think that the bad writing of the movie shows the most in his performance particularly at one point we do get a literal um he's right behind me isn't he you know yes <laughs> <laughs> the thing we always joke about that's in this movie word for word that's true that's true who else we got we got Jack Black. He, he's I'd like, right. to, I'd like I'd like to head off the bat here. I I remember like watching this movie and thinking like, man, that doesn't sound like Jack Black at no. all. Yeah. And I was like, if Jack Black went up an octave and tried to do an Italian accent, like maybe this is what we would get. But it just for me, it didn't sound anything like Kung Fu Panda, and that bothered me. He sounded mm. more Jewish than he did Italian. <laughs> I'll go ahead and say that. Yeah, I, um, I don't know what he was really doing, but ac- accent-wise. To me, you know, it was interesting, and I'm, I'm kind of walk, walk, walking a tight line here, um, but the way they treated his character was fascinating to me uh, because they didn't treat him like the black sheep of the family who's, like, actually really good at dancing, but, you know is not good at killing but they all respect him they they right like happy feet they treat him like he's disabled you know yeah. like he's like he's kind of like he has asperger's is kind of how they treat him in the writing of the movie and just kind of how they animated him to react to will smith that was interesting to me 
Yeah, I just I think he was okay. <laughs> That's all I got to say about Jack. He Black's seemed to be trying the most. Yeah, uh, I don't agree with that because I think Renee Zellweger is trying the most. That's fair. I think uh, she's. Yeah. I think we get a good Renee performance. I think you can tell that maybe she was one of the people that walked into this being like, I don't know what else I'm going to have to do in five years, so I better care about this one. <laughs> they said if I get this one, I get to be Judy Garland. <laughs> <laughs> it took, what, 16 years, 15 years? Yeah, for them to make Judy. Yeah. Hey, she got there eventually. Um, yeah, I thought she was good. She's yeah. good. An, inter- an interesting choice. I don't think that she would be, you know conventional in any way because i don't remember was renee zellweger you know like a hot item at the time i don't know no i I think she was past her her peak um Mm -hmm. but yeah it's i think she's just got a good voice for animation i think she should do more of it (laughs) yeah i agree yeah she did she did well out of the entire cast list, I think she was the one that I was kind of like, well, besides, obviously, Martin Scorsese. Yeah. But uh, I think she was the one that it was kind of like, Will Smith, Jack Black, Renee Zellweger, huh, oh, okay. Robert De Niro. Oh, okay. This so is I, where we are. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, let's, let's talk Marty. What do y'all mm. think of Marty? Marty. Martin Scorsese is Sykes. Okay. I couldn't remember which character Marty was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, I think Marty's fine. very good. He's good. Yeah. I, I I said initially he's fine, but I was nervous. So, yeah, I think that he was good. I would have to agree with kind of a st- the statement made earlier. I think he suffered a lot. Like, I could tell he definitely put a lot of effort into the role and trying to get it right. But I think he also suffered a lot from, like, the writing of the of the movie like the particular line i'm thinking of is like when will smith is like shut up shut up and he's like that's right lino shut up shut up and like i'm just like this is just this is a joke that doesn't need to be in the movie the the only the only line that i can remember seeing as a kid <clears throat> is just him going what what yeah is that what, yeah. what and that was bad yeah yeah i wrote the what bit is very bad in my notes uh-huh. and i don't really remember what the what bit was yeah. Uh, but it was very bad, and I think it was one of those things that was in the trailer. Like, oh, yeah, ah, yes. we got jokes. <laughs> this one's for the kids. They're just they like, what? Jokes. You said what? I said what? I said it first. No, you said it. What? It's not. That's not a joke. <laughs> um, I uh, guess who, who else do we have? There's Robert De Niro. De Niro. Yeah, he's Robert I, De Niro in this movie. He recorded this in his living room, just mm. casually. I <laughs> loved the fact that his CGI model shark had the iconic De Niro facial blemish. Did it? Yeah, if you look on like his cheek, he's got like the good old De Niro mole. Robert, De, how do you spell De Niro? There it D-E. is. Shark. How did you Robert not notice De Niro. that? Robert De Niro shark tail. I mean, I just didn't pay that much attention to it. I guess. I guess you just See, there it is, sure right there. There it is. There it is. He's he's got a a beauty mark. Mm-hmm. The shark even has his <laughs> frown. The Robert De Niro frown. Mm. These the, sharks are so ugly. <laughs> yeah, they are very ugly. I just don't like any of the designs in this movie. They all Me look either. bad. Will uh, so um. When we plugged up, Chandler and I both watched this movie together, and when we pulled it up on the TV, um, which it's not streaming anywhere, so we had to pay for this one, um, and it was Will Smith's character came up, the Oscar character, who looks just like Will Smith. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And I was like, Chandler, who do, who do you think this looks like? And she goes, oh, John Cryer. <laughs> what? I was like, yeah, I don't think so, honey. But that's a reasonable guess, right? John Cryer. I'm yeah. pulling up a picture of John Cryer now just to see. Yeah, I could see it. It <laughs> kind of works. One thing that I did notice that was very interesting, a very interesting detail that was throughout the movie was like that they would do the normal thing when you do a, a movie underwater is that they would have little specks floating in th- and uh-huh. I t- and I tend to like watch those to see how long we keep that effect going <laughs> and then just to see if it w- if they were like did they really care about this more yeah. than the character models because <laughs> they were more dedicated to to plankton and sea did you eventually debris. see like a cursor come up and grab the speck <laughs> to, to move it away when it got to the edge of the screen and also anytime that we simulated blood or anything like that in the water it was like an effect that they like kept up for maybe like three seconds and then immediately dissipated yep yep so it did remind me a lot of my favorite superhero movie personally which was aquaman um like the underwater atlanta scenes and shark tale reminded me a lot now obviously aquaman's a lot higher definition for a 2018 movie as opposed to when this came out but i saw a lot of similarities in just how they kind of structured like an underwater kind of cinema look. Yeah. We should get, uh, we should do an Aquaman episode. Get, I get would you back do up. that 100%. <laughs> yeah, sure. It we'll came, commit two years in advance. That's fair. It came out, um, you know, when we were 24, but <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> who, who cares? Um, this movie did come out uh, the year after finding Nemo. And I think when you compare Ooh. the animation <laughs> of both of them, <laughs> Like, I don't know. Uh, maybe I wouldn't have thought that this animation was so bad if I hadn't just watched Finding Nemo recently. But yep. I thought it was pretty bad. This um, movie lost the Academy Award for Best Animated Picture to The Incredibles. Which. Good. Yes. Well deserved. <laughs> a well deserved win. But it did get nominated. It did get nominated, which is the weird thing that this movie is an Oscar-nominated picture. Yeah. Did Shrek? Shrek came out before this movie, right? Yeah, Shrek was oh one, I believe. Yeah. Okay, so that tells me that DreamWorks, because I would say, argue that Shrek had much higher quality animation than Shark Tale did. I would agree. So I think like this may have been just like one of those one-off things by DreamWorks <laughs> to be like, if Disney's gonna do a fish movie, then we're gonna do a fish movie. And yeah. We talked about that in our Finding Nemo episode, where it's like this movie seemed to be made kind of—I don't want to say in retaliation, but you know, just because fish fever was so high. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely was. They, yeah, they capitalized off of it. I think comparing it to Shrek, I think the animation is similar quality, but I do think the Shrek animation maybe ages a little better just because of the the animation in Shrek is meant to look kind of ugly, I feel like. Like, they intentionally <laughs> make the human characters look kind of unattractive, <laughs> I feel like. Yeah, yeah. And in this movie, they're just, like, more cartoony designs, and so the it just ages poorly, I think. But, I mean, Shrek animation also ages badly it still just works for me a little better though (laughs) um i want i mean i don't like feel that strong i know i gave it a two out of ten i don't like despise this movie i just didn't like laugh at any of the jokes or anything like that but i want to give josh an opportunity to point out maybe some (laughs) silver linings to convince Um, me that this movie's good no you, you don't have to do that but what did you like about it 
I, I did I did catch myself laughing every now and like just as kind of like a <laughs> like because I didn't expect to laugh at this movie. I'll, yeah. I'll be honest, like like I thought revisiting this movie it wouldn't catch me off guard. There were some of the fish puns that got me. Good. Like go go ahead. Uh, gup the advertisement where it was supposed to be gap but it was gup. Sure. Yeah, that one <laughs> that one got me a little bit. Preparation O got me. That was, <laughs> I did laugh at that. Um, just just some of it, and I think um. That Just little shrimp the guy d- is kind of funny. I like him. Yes, I did laugh at the shrimp man. Fun fact about this shrimp character. So I memorized. <laughs> <laughs> that shrimp's monologue to Don Lino. And I would say it to my parents, and they oh, they no. would just they would be so mad. And if there was ever a quiet moment in the car, I would just start reciting the <laughs> shrimp monologue. And my parents, like, I was an only child, so I didn't have a lot of other entertainment options. So sure. causing Do you grief to my it? family. Oh God, I remember it started. I was like. My sister had a baby, but she passed away, and then I had to take in the baby, and it was lost its leg. It just and he just did that, and I could do that for probably about five minutes, <laughs> and I would just restart the monologue until like one of them told me to shut up. That um, monologue did make me laugh really hard. So I'm actually going to text you the text of that monologue. <laughs> going to text? He's going to text? You're going to text Josh that? Yes. Um and. And I'm going to have you re- perform that for us. Absolutely. Josh, your falsetto was very loud. So okay. I'm going to ask that you <laughs> do not, that you give the mic adequate space. All right. I think I, this uh, is the right monologue. Is that is that right? Oh, that's know. that's the exact one. Okay. All right. We're, All right. we're ready for this. <clears throat> Let, let's go. cue it up here. All right. Uh, shrimp is about to be eaten by, by Lenny. And this is his plea for life. And action. It's true, it's true. And the other thing is, my sister had a baby, and I took it over after she passed away, and the baby lost all its legs and arms, and now it's just a stump, but I take care of it with my wife, and it's growing, and it's and it's fairly happy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's difficult, because I'm working a second shift at the factory to put food on the table, but all the love that I see in that little guy's face makes it worth it in the end. True story. Oh, well, <laughs> that was very good. <laughs> the fact that he says, and he's fairly happy. Yeah. <laughs> that is funny. This that movie's is funny. a three out of ten now. <laughs> Chandler has texted me. I, do, I don't know what you're doing, but it's annoying. <laughs> any, any other thoughts about this movie in general before we move on to the next thing? Well, I, I do want to bring up the point here, and because I, I don't want to gloss over it. So mm-hmm. Will Smith lies cons his way up to the top and then at the end of the movie where he like comes on the news and is like i didn't do it you know an anchor killed that boy and everyone's like oh no okay cool uh you know you're rewarded (laughs) yeah he doesn't have any consequences for lying yeah which is a common thing in kids movies sometimes i think yeah Um, yeah, that that bothers me. Lying is yeah. bad. <laughs> shouldn't be. You shouldn't get to be promoted at the car wash for, for being <laughs> a liar. Yeah, and oh, this movie absolutely up and and I, it kind of shifts at the end, but it disdains the working class. 
And <laughs> no, like, listen, like when Will Smith was talking about his dad, you know, mm-hmm. working at the car wash, and he's like, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Um, you know, my dad was employee of the month for 12 years of the car wash. And then the kids laughed at me. There was never a moment where they're like, but it's okay. You know, like he was a hard worker. They're just like, well, Man, it kind of sucks that your dad is a bum. <laughs> but that's like kind of the whole point is at the end, he learns to be content being a car wash boy like his dad. Right. He's proud of right. his dad. So. Yeah. That's why I said like up until the end, this movie was like the working class. No, sir. You got to kill to be at the top. Y- yeah. But that's that's like saying that that Star Wars is about how evil is good until they defeat the bad guys. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I have one comment I'd like to talk about this movie. So when we do movies with anthropomorphic animals, uh-huh. I, I'm always confused about the caste system that's in place. That's yes. interesting. <laughs> I wanted to bring that up. So so for me, it was very interesting because we had like the prawn shop, uh-huh. obviously, where he was like telling the clam that his pearl was fake. And the yeah. Pearl, yeah. But then we have like apparently the slave food <laughs> shrimp that we serve at the shark restaurant. Yeah. And I'm wondering like, is that predetermined by birth? Are they grown, harvested in a house? Yeah, there are like, there are some people here that are people, mm-hmm. and then there are some that are utilities. Right, <laughs> and I think that's what my main. Is. And I sat there and I was like, I don't know if I want to talk about this on the podcast. No, you do. But about, <laughs> but I really do. And I think like I think the one thing that pushed me like. I definitely have to talk about this is the sushi restaurant joke at the beginning of the movie. And I'm just like, I don't like, I know that was meant to be a joke, but we're really going to let this fly for the sake of breaking the meta of this movie. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, the fish cast system and how we raise shrimp for, for utilitarian (laughs) purposes. Yeah. Some, some people are people. Some people are vehicles. (laughs) Yeah. Some people, some people are racing animals. Racing animals, yes, correct. Yeah, I was confused by the sushi joke a little bit. So what happens is they're showing this bustling city, and then we quickly cut to a sushi shop where there's a fish standing behind the counter, and nobody's in there. And then he like kind of screams out of frustration, and then it goes back to it. And it's yeah. like, I guess the joke is he's mad that nobody's coming to eat sushi because it's cannibalism. <laughs> is that what the joke is? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think okay. you nailed it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't understand that scene. I wish it hadn't been in the movie because it made me think about things that <laughs> I shouldn't think about. Like you're walking around New York and someone's like, do you want to eat this human? Come to my human shop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or in this case, it's like, do you want to eat this car? Because <laughs> it's really, we were not really sure what he's serving to us. Killed this racing horse the other day. <laughs> I think it'd be nice on some on some lettuce. I cut up a train. Here you go. <laughs> um, Josh, you mentioned that this like movie could have been like a PG thirteen live action movie, which yeah. I can totally see that. I also kind of think it feels like a PG thirteen comedy of the time, like a mid aughts. PG-13, like Hitch or something like that, because, I mean, it's Will Smith, but so it's that kind of a performance at the center of the movie. But I could see that, I could very much see it being like a buddy comedy between Will Smith and Jack Black as a live-action movie. Right, that was my kind of whole thing. I was like, if you were to, like, pitch me the movie that Will Smith works at a car wash and has been trying to get rich to go live in, like, a billboard oh yeah (laughs) a billboard um and he had to screw over the mob by pretending that he killed like 
one of the mob bosses in town, I would sit in there. I was like, this could sell like this. Like, I don't think yeah. it'd be good, but it would sell. Yeah. And I was like, I, I think I, if you take away the CGI and the fish people, you have a PG-13 Will Smith crime movie. I thought it was cool. Well, maybe that's what it was. And then Finding Nemo came out and Katzenberg <laughs> was like, make it fish. <laughs> it is animated this time. Make it, but make it fish. Shark Tale. That's what we'll call it. Well, Shark, 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 shark Slayer. Slayer. Shark that's Slayer, too edgy. Yeah. That's true. I mean, uh, it, it is very traumatizing when Frankie dies because they that's just, true. They play it for laughs, but it's like this guy just watched his brother be killed, like badly. Yeah, <laughs> they crush his brain. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. I would say that it's a very brutal movie. Like, I think that there are just things in this. Like, I know that's a section I can see on the screen that that's something we'll get to later. Uh-huh. But I was like, there's a lot of things that like don't fit the kid movie criteria for this movie. Hey, that's a great transition. Um, <laughs> it's time for simple moments. Yes. This is the part of the podcast where we open up the parents' guide section on IMDb, and um. I am going to have Josh and Clint guess what they think are in each of the categories. We've got sex and nudity. We've got violence and gore. We've got profanity. We've got alcohol, drugs, and smoking. And then we've got... Which that fright- is one section. Yes. And then we've got... <laughs> yes. Not not one for each of those. And then we've got frightening <laughs> and intense scenes. It's kind of confusing because most of them have ands in them. But Yeah. Okay. Um, which category would you guys like to start with? Do you... Let's start with the... Violence and gore. Okay. There are three things in here. What are I your will, guesses? I'll kick it off. Um, you see a shark's brains get bashed in by <laughs> an anchor, and he dies. Um, it says, mild slapstick violence. A shark is crushed by an anchor and dies. <laughs> and then it also says, two jellyfish toter, which I think is supposed to say torture. <laughs> The main character by stinging him while he's strapped up. Yep. Uh, uh, there are still a couple more things in here. So, Josh, can you think of anything? Uh, would it have anything to do with the fight between Oscar and Lenny mm-hmm. in the middle of the movie where he slams Lenny into a billboard <laughs> electrocuting him? Um, let's see. <laughs> no, that is not in here. I guess that would what? fall under Silly. mild slapstick violence. Um. What about when Oscar impersonates Lenny going back to the sharks, like with the blood scene where he's splashing the blood everywhere? Um, that is also not in here. It's it's <laughs> the, one of the fun parts of this segment is seeing how inconsistent these parents are what, that write these what things. A, what about when Oscar pulls out a gun <laughs> and shoots Lenny in the head as a joke? Um, that is not in here either. Mm, okay. What anything t- noteworthy? I'll tell you the other two things. Lola is seen slamming Oscar outside in the window a few times. <laughs> she is slamming him. Yeah. Domestic violence. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, the wording here is really weird. Lola is seen slamming Oscar outside <laughs> in the window a few times. <laughs> yeah. And then I think um, they got their wording a little mixed up on that one. The other. The other one is a, f- a fish accidentally flips a switch and soap shoots out onto a whale at the whale wash. <laughs> and then it says he is okay after that. <laughs> I'm glad that they clarified. Yeah. Okay, what category we want to do next? Oh, man. Um, profanity. Is there anything good with profanity? Um, yes. 
What in the halibut yes. has got to be yes? Okay. <laughs> One character says halibut, which is supposed to sound like hell of it, is what they say. But I don't think it was supposed to sound like hell of it. I think it was just supposed to sound like hell, right? Yes, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Um, I can't think of anything personally. Well, it says one use of God's name in vain used as God forbid, which I don't think God forbid counts as using God's name in vain. There's a lot of Southern ladies that have sinned. (laughs) I grew up in a pretty conservative Southern Baptist church, and I think God forbid was pretty okay to say. But Mm -hmm. Uh, and then it says one use of hell as in the location. Let him burn in the fiery pits of hell. I don't remember that. Do y'all remember that? I, I don't. That was the the over dramatic shark went to Don Lino and was like wishing that whoever uh, killed yeah. Frankie would rot in the fiery pits of hell. Yeah, and, the old man. Shark. And then even yeah, and then even Don Lino, the Godfather shark, was like, thanks, and then like moved him on. <laughs> it's like thank you. That's very dramatic. Um, so I'm just going to read frightening and intense scenes to you because it's not that interesting. Frankie's death is in there. Might upset some younger children. Yeah. And then Oscar is chased by a shark in two separate scenes. <laughs> uh, and then alcohol, drugs, and smoking, I want y'all to guess. Uh, they, have sh- they have champagne. He and Sykes have champagne at the horse race, right? Um, I think that is not referred to in here. Unless hmm. this... Well, I'm going to say no because... One of these things, Josh might still guess. Josh, do you have any guesses for for drugs, alcohol, alcohol, and drugs, and smoking? Yep. Oh, gosh, um, was it the drinks that the sharks were having at Frankie's funeral? Um, I don't. It's hard to know what exactly they're referring to here, so I'm just going to read them. Um, it says one shrimp cocktail is shown, and the shrimp are still alive and talking. Yeah. And then in parentheses, played for comedy. So thank goodness it's supposed <laughs> to be funny. Yeah, otherwise this would be bad. And then this one is very funny to me because of how specific they get with it. There is some drinking at a party on a really high building. <laughs> <laughs> so if it's the building is smaller. It would be fine. It would be fine, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's wrap this segment up with our favorite sex and nudity yeah there's a bunch in here so just just have at it um i think lola is heavily sexualized it says lola is seen flirting with oscar in some scenes so Mm. sure i was gonna zero in on the tantalizing like hip swish we got in the slow-mo montage of lola that was particularly not kid friendly yeah they just kind of lump it all into her flirting with oscar um fish kissing uh, fish kissing is not mentioned. It, mm, it mm. should be. Um, it uh, should be. Is Lenny changing clothes behind that one weird curtain? Clothes as in spray painting himself. And putting on a tie. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Uh, so hmm. I reading through this, I don't think you guys are going to guess any of the things in here. Yeah, lay it, lay it on us. <laughs> okay, so I'll read these first two. The The main fish states that he wants some of that, and then in parentheses, <laughs> the good life, <laughs> not realizing he's pointing at a middle-aged female character. And then it says, in parentheses again, <laughs> looking frumpy. <laughs> <laughs> that should be my Twitter bio. <laughs> Um, and then it says, at the car wash, one of the whales says, it's mating season, and I'm feeling pretty lucky. Didn't 
nice. And now it says at least two of the songs are strongly sexual in nature. And then the rest of the this section is just different lyrics from songs. <laughs> it's really funny because Hans they're all. Zimmer did the score for this. <laughs> did you know that? Each lyric. Uh, yeah, he did a lot. He, he does like a lot of stuff that you'd be surprised by. He's just a That's very true. busy man. Um, but each lyric is listed as a different bullet point in the section. Mm. So uh, one of my favorite one is "Can't Wait Avant." I I don't know what that <laughs> okay. is. I one hundred percent only thought the two songs in this movie were car wash. were car wash, and then the song that the really old shark sang at the funeral, <laughs> well, <laughs> "Wind yeah. Beneath My Wings." Yeah, don't worry about a thing. The, oh the yeah, uh, yeah, obviously, yeah. Um. So yeah, I think it's the rest of it's just different lyrics, but yeah, that's sinful moments. That's one mm. sinful movie. But now we have to put this movie through the gauntlet. We have to ask the three questions that we ask of every movie. Is this movie good for kids? Is this good for adults? Does it stand the test of time? And we will start with Josh, then go to Clint, then go to me. So, Joshua, what do yes. you think? This movie good for kids? Do I do I do all three questions at once? Or uh, just or just, one just the first time. one. Yeah. Okay, just for, um, I'm I'm gonna say no. Um, okay. I don't think there's enough in it. One, the jokes I don't think the kids will get, and then two, I think just it's an organized crime movie, <laughs> and I think the overall theme <laughs> is just kind of over their heads as well. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. I agree. I mean, sorry, I'm not supposed to say that yet. Clint, your turn. <laughs> Yeah, um, I because we leave these questions ambiguous, I'm going to view it through the lens now of I'm driving down to Florida. I've got the, I'm in the Escalade. <laughs> I've got the kids in the back. They want to put on a movie, and they put on Shark Tale, and I hear what's coming from this movie. Do I say, let's turn this off? And the answer is yes, let's turn this off. So no, it is not good for kids, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I agree. I think this movie is just too confusing for kids because I was trying to decipher the, f- the plot for the first time as a 26-year-old, <laughs> which means I didn't understand it when I saw it in theaters in 2004. Um, I think it's too confusing, and I don't really think it would be that entertaining to them because it's so confusing. Um, and if you're wanting like just a pretty-looking ocean movie, you can put on Finding Nemo because that <laughs> was the year before. Yeah. Um, is this movie good for adults? Joshua, what do you think? I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you really like movies with Godfather references, sure. But I think your adult market for Shark Tale is very niche. Yeah. Um, Clint, is it good for adults? Um, I'm going to say no. It's not good for adults. I had to think a minute. Uh, but no, no, it's not good for adults. Um, I agree. It's not good for adults um, because I didn't like it. <laughs> and I'm an adult. <laughs> you are an adult indeed. Uh, third question. Does it stand the test of time, Josh? No. I found like a lot of like even the fish puns and like the product placements like were very outdated. And, and if I was to show like a kid this, they wouldn't get any of it. So, no. Mm. Sad. Clint? <laughs> Yeah, I'm also going to say no on this one. Uh, does it stand the test of time? Not at all. And that that's a good point, Josh. This movie does have a lot of period references. Yeah. You know, even though it was the early 2000s, there's a lot of things that would not hold up well for mm-hmm. children. Uh, so, so no. 
Yeah, it's a big fat no for me as well, which <laughs> means that this movie got a no from all of us. Um, all three of us. Yeah. I think this is the first time we've had a zero out of nine on the podcast <laughs> because yeah. we norm because when we have a guest, it goes from six to nine, and then nice. normally at least one person says yes <laughs> to something. So. Um, but this is not the worst movie we've covered on the show. It's just because we have guests. So, um, yeah, I hope, you know, Josh, I value you <laughs> as a person and I respect your right to love this movie and I want to watch it again and like it more. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it. And I, I I won't ask that of you. Like that, <laughs> that's not something I can ask a friend. Um, I, and I don't know. He's I, more of a coworker. Yeah, I, I think I would. Uh, I would say that I, I personally don't know why I like this movie. Like I think it's still <laughs> as as a, about to be twenty four year old. I think it's still the colors. I think it's fun <laughs> to look at. That's fair. But um, and just the Godfather jokes. Like would it sometimes. be fair to say that it's purely nostalgia? It's purely. Nostalgia. Do the applause. Do the applause. Do the applause. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's too long. Um, so it's time to announce what we will be doing next on the show. And I'm very, very excited about what we have planned. Clint, We're would you like to... It wait, 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 I'm going to have a drum roll, sir. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready for this Are you going to say the title of the film? We, I, Josh and I will say it at the same time. Is that okay? okay? The B movie. Is it B movie or just is it the B movie or B movie? I actually don't I think know. it's B movie. Just B movie. Yeah. Let me see. B movie. Let's see. Yeah, just B movie. I'm yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I just realized that B movie is like a pun on B right. movie. I'm I would like, indeed. Wow. I would. You know, not, I'm saving judgment, but I would think that that is probably being <laughs> generous. <laughs> no, that's definitely what it is. Yeah. I didn't realize it until I was older, but that's definitely what they're doing. No, I'm saying them calling it a B movie. Oh, is. I see. I see. I thought you were saying he was giving them too much credit for thinking that was the pun. Yeah, um, is Colbert in this movie? No, Colbert. No, he's not. I thought I could have sworn that, like, you know, Jerry Seinfeld's counterpart was Stephen Colbert, but I don't believe it is. I think it's Matthew Broderick. Did you just hear my delighted gasp? Yes. Do yes. you know why I just gasped delightedly? Why? Because the female lead in this movie is Renee Zellweger. <gasps> oh my gosh! <laughs> I forgot about that. Interesting. So that was good timing. Um, John Goodman in th- is in this movie, so that'll be fun. You get to do your John Goodman impression. Chris Rock's character's name Chris is Rock. Moose Blood. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy Bates is in it as Janet Benson. Larry King is in it as B. Larry King. <laughs> Sting is in the movie as Sting. <laughs> so uh, very excited about that. It seems like a movie right up our alley for this um type of show um and also uh this friday right because this is wednesday when this is coming out um mm-hmm. our next episode of live and let cry is coming out uh, me and cody talked about hamilton um that's the podcast where we cody from the best pictures podcast tries to 
make me cry by watching movies and uh, you can find out if Hamilton made me cry and if it did it'll be the last episode but if it didn't there will be more so tune in to find out it'll be right here on this feed or on the best pictures feed um Josh, I'm nodding in agreement Josh yes. where can people find you <laughs> if you um, want them to <laughs> you have anything uh, to plug? What's, your, what's your address I don't I don't have any plugs okay. uh I'm gonna I'm gonna Probably purely nostalgia is the only place you'll ever hear these sweet, sultry tones. Um, uh, but if I just like, I, 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 people have to know that, that I that I gave you that opportunity. Like, you don't have to plug anything, but I just want everyone to know that. Josh, I did hold give on, Josh. Josh, Josh is. I have to look at my Twitter handle. Hold on, I hold on. The You're only a way good Twitter follow. You don't tweet that much, but when you do, it's pretty good. Oh, yeah. I appreciate it. So I would just it's at just josh way so that's capital j-u-s-t capital j-o-s-h-w-a-y is it just a joshua just joshua just jo- so it started when my first teacher ever in high school uh called me joshua oh and i he did that for about a month and then i finally asked him i was like I don't know if you know this, but my name's Joshua. And he goes, oh, I know, but my favorite movie, there's an, a little Italian boy in it, and his mother calls him Joshua. Oh. And so that's how you're going to be referred to from and now that on. that movie is Master of Disguise. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can find our show on Twitter at Purely Nostalgia. You can find us on Instagram at Purely Nostalgia Pod. I am on Twitter at Elisha P. Smith, and it's the same for Letterboxd. And I am on Twitter and Letterboxd at Clint J.H. Page. The J.H. does stand for Jazz Hands. And if you like what you hear, make sure to give us a five-star rating on iTunes, wherever you may please, but preferably iTunes, uh, because that does make us go up the list on purely and nostalgic-based content. And that'll do, Donkey. We'll see you soon. And Skinath for listening. I'm on the Zoo Books website right now, and it's still active. Um, okay. It looks relatively updated. Magazines. Let's see if we can get some Zoo Books put on the Peely Nostalgia card. They have Zoo Dinos now. It's Zoo Dinos. And Zoodles. Zoodles. Which are animal baby books. Is it just ZooBooks.com? Yeah, ZooBooks.com. Wow, it's colorful. Okay. Why, why is their mascot, uh, what is this, a raccoon? National Wildlife. Yeah, Center. that's. That. If I went to a zoo and they showed me a raccoon, I'd be like, <laughs> I've seen these in my trash can. Do you remember going to the Chattanooga Zoo and it's like, here's an exhibit of deer? Yeah. <laughs> my favorite zoo exhibit of all time. It's my wife's favorite as well because I'm married. Nice. And uh, in the Nashville Zoo, they have an entire guinea pig playground. It's the end of day.